All right, what's up, Gravel family? I'm Jason. And I'm Sophia. And I think we actually need to start this with aloha. 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 Oh, I love saying that. Love starting any interview or conversation with that. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, Hawaii and specifically Maui is really special uh, to my wife and I, Annie. uh, And we have a really cool opportunity to to interview a couple amazing people from Maui. And we're going to be working to raise some Good money. Heck yeah. Some good money for a great cause uh, for some people who really, really need it right now with everything that's happened on Maui. So with, without further ado, I'm really excited to introduce the executive director and the community relations and event uh, coordinator of the Amua family, uh, which is an amazing nonprofit on Maui. Welcome to the podcast, Dean and Marnie. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Mahalo. I wish everyone listening to this podcast could see behind them right now because their view is incredible. <laughs> Just think of like the prettiest picture you've seen of Hawaii and that's it. That's their office. <laughs> that's the office. Yes. Exactly. Well, Very let's lucky. get started by just talking about the Mua family and really what you guys are doing down there in Maui. Yeah, well, you know, we're really uh, fortunate to be part of Imua family and its sort of very rich history. This is a nonprofit organization, you know, here in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on what we call one of the neighboring islands of Maui. Um, Our county here actually includes three islands, Maui, Molokai, and Lanai Islands. Um, But Imua family was started in 1947, if you can imagine. So this was, you know, Hawaii was not even a state at that time. It was a territory. Um, The organization started to help children with polio at the time who had next to no resources here um, in those years. And um, and yet it was a huge epidemic um, amongst children. So like most nonprofit organizations, it starts where there is an incredible need and very little resources. And that's true about this organization as well. And in those 77 years since then, the organization has just continued to grow and over the years continue to support children with all varying needs of disabilities and special needs and developmental delays. And, you know, our goal here is to help all children just reach their full potential in life and, you know, be able to live their best lives. What are some examples of ways that you all help kids uh, in in Maui County? Or is it just the, the Maui and the surrounding islands or is it all of Hawaii or do you even go outside of the state of Hawaii? Who all are you helping and, and what all what does that look like for you all? Sure. Our nonprofit really does just focus on the children and families that um, live here in Maui County, the three islands that I mentioned, Molokai, Lanai, and Maui Islands. Um, and uh, in doing that, we there are you know there are so many different programs and uh, services that we offer that support children because all children are unique. They have different developmental uh, needs at different times of their lives. But primarily, a couple of the main target ones are sort of like our early intervention program, which really supports children from birth to age three. Um, And then we have an early childhood development program, which is sort of like the next level of um, development and milestones that children need to reach. Um, Those two programs are supported with very clinical types of therapy, such as occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech language pathology, special education, a lot of family training and family coaching, 
course, this is all managed by a team of social workers that provide care coordination for the families. And um, as children receive different diagnoses, if they receive different diagnoses, then they might have very specialized clinical therapist to support them in a diagnosis, for instance, autism, which would require them to have a board certified behavioral analyst to support them. So you can see it's a very clinical, very therapeutic side of our organization. We also do things like newborn um, hearing screening for children that are home birthed here in the island and, not, and born outside of the hospital system. Um, and, you know, it, we have a healthcare navigator program that helps families with the resources that they need to support their children. Um, healthcare insurance might be one of those things. So, you know, the list of programs that we provide for children are very specific to children's developmental needs. Now, you may not know this, Jason, but 90% of a person's brain development happens before they're five years old. So these are the most critical years to support children um, in their developmental needs. And so the work that we do is really focused on those early years of intervening for the critical interventions that children need for development. And then what are the oldest kids that receive the benefits that come from the Amua family? Ah, thank you so much. So that's where many of our, what we call our play programs, come into place, and that will be children sort of ranging from age 6 through 16. Um, primarily, now you have to know that during the school year ages, right, a lot of children are, um, well, they're in school, so they're part of the Department of Education's system here in the state, and so they'll be provided with the resources they need in their classrooms, probably through special education um, or other things that might be related to their IEP. But outside of that, children need engagement, they need connection, they need laughter and joy and the ability to play together. And so we have programs like Camp Imua, for instance, which is a recreational summer camp for children with special needs. We have a program um, called Dream Imua, which is what we're going to talk about today. Dream Imua is a very special program for children ages 6 to 16 because it is really geared towards children that have are either victims of abuse, um, trauma, neglect, or are in a stage of crisis in their lives. And, you know, we've just had a, a very serious crisis here um, in our island where an entire town was devastated by fire in some other parts of the island as well. And, you know, children have experienced tremendous loss, sudden loss. Um, grief around losing members of their family and you know that having when you're really that young you know and that um, having to run from your safe place and then to lose everything that you have and everything you own and everything that you know as a child you know not every child will be traumatized by something like this but children will have to learn to grieve and process through all of these things in a in a unique and different way and so Imua family um, and our Dream Imua program will be here to support children that are going through these kinds of difficult times. I think that's really beautiful because I also learned today that Amua means moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's just such a beautiful meaning behind your guys' name because you really are helping these kids and these families move forward through whatever they're struggling with. Yeah, the word Imua um, is so intrinsic to the Hawaiian language and culture. Um, it, you know, the Hawaiian people are a voyaging community. Yeah, um, and I mean that's how we got to Hawaii. And um, the Imua comes from 
that voyaging culture. Uh, it's literally the word when all the paddles hit the water at the same time and start to push that water um, behind you in a singular um, con um, energy with you know the the team in the boats right focused together and hitting their paddles together they that's when the the word imua is used right mm -hmm. and it means to push forward to move forward to get it mm -hmm. done and that's uh, organizationally it's what we do for our families here and our children it's not about you know um everyone being the same it's not about everyone meeting some sort of status quo it's about us propelling ourselves forward and all of us reaching our potential right our best life Wow. I got goosebumps from that. Uh, just, just the power of words. And, uh, and that's, that's a, a very small of many reasons of why I'm, I love Hawaii is even just in the language, the words are so much more meaningful. It seems more powerful. Yeah. More yeah. powerful, even like aloha. And I, that is a question I want to ask later of like, just what aloha means to you guys. But like, it's, it's such uh, a beautiful language and beautiful culture. And it's, it, that's so cool for, to just use a simple word. It sounds simple, but it's so powerful to, to drive you guys forward as a, as a team, which I'm, I'm guessing is a massive team with all that you guys do. How many employees do you, do you all have to do all it's those amazing a, things that you're yeah. doing? Just the two of you, just the two of you. Yeah. Just the two of us. Yeah. Um, no, it is definitely not just the two of us. We do have a, yeah. a really amazing team at Imua family. We're about 50 employees strong, wow. um, as an organization. So, um, it, and, and growing, uh, I want to say every day, every week, every year. Um, I think we're limited in our potential only by, um, you know, the people that the numbers of people that work here. It's it's not easy to hire um, the kinds of quality pediatric staff that we need in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, we have to do a lot of recruiting from around the world <clears throat> to get the types of clinical staff and professional people that we need. And listen, you, I know you say you love Hawaii and, um, and I know you do, uh, it, it's a lot of people love it, but they don't see themselves living on an Island, right. For a long period of time. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, that is, it's a hurdle for us, right? It's one of the obstacles or barriers that we face as an organization. And it's, it's even really why the organization started to begin with. Like I said, we started during a, an epidemic or pandemic like polio. And it started because the organ, the, the parents of children with polio were desperate to get resources and really professional help here in the islands. And today that is still our task, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, small plug, I'm looking for a pediatric clinical psychologist. Anybody interested? <laughs> Look Absolutely. <us> up. <laughs> and the, do they have to live on Maui or is it, could it, could they go over to Malakai if they wanted to, or do they have to be there on Maui well, if they want to? We work on all three of the islands, so our team is um, constantly in motion, um, and um, you know we don't all travel by canoe around the island anymore. Um, but <laughs> we we do take the boat to Molokai, and we do take small prop small, uh, to, small prop planes. Um, so, uh, but it, it's helpful if they start to live on Maui, and we do a lot of bicycling on this island too. That's very true. Yeah. That, that was my next question is how okay. does bikes, how do bikes really fit into this Amua family that you guys have? Well, 
you know, it, I'm going to tell you the story about how our paddle emua and cycling was sort of birthed into our organization. Uh, we already have an event um, that happens every year on the ocean called Paddle Emua, and it brings all of sort of world-class ocean athletes together um, in an ocean event. It's a 10-mile downwind run from Maliko Gulch to Kahului Harbor. And this event was very successful. It happens every year in the summertime when the when the downwinds are, are strong here on Maui. And um, every year at that event, someone would come up to me and say, hey, you know what would be great is if we could have a bicycling event because a lot of us paddlers cycle when we're off Heck season, yeah. not surfing and paddling and everything. And I would say, okay, well, yeah, let's think about that. And then I learned that the West Maui Mountains um, were considered one of the 10 best bicycle rides in the world. Now, coincidentally, that Maliko Gulch run that I told you about, that downwinder, is considered one of the best downwind runs in the world, one of the top 10 downwind runs in the world. So I thought, well, this is a given, right? Maui <laughs> has the best downwind ocean event, and we need the best um, cycling event around the West Maui Mountains. And so that's how Padalimua was really birthed. It really came out of the participants um, from our ocean event. And so we started reaching out to all of the cycle clubs and Maui Bicycling League and a lot of the cycle shops here on the island. And they came together with us to start a committee that formed to put together the first ever, you know, Petalimua. And, um, and then now we're in our fourth or fifth year with the event. And, um, and people love to do that ride. And this year it just feels all that more significant and powerful because you know, we go around the West Maui Mountains where we've had this really atrocious fire and has affected our community. And so in a way, you know, when cyclists are going around this mountain, this beautiful mountain that you see in the background behind us, um, it will be a way to honor and pay homage to that community and, um, and you know, and, and the people of West Maui. Yeah, so you've mentioned a couple times about the fire on on Maui and, and in mm -hmm. Lahaina. Um, if for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a horrible, horrible fire, one of the worst fires in um, U.S. USA history, um, in early August that essentially burnt down a very historic town of Lahaina, um, and which is on the West Maui Loop that you kind of mentioned there. So. Um, mm -hmm. First, as an organization with the Amua family, what, how, how have you had to pivot um, in the last three months or so, three or four months now, um, since, or I guess, yeah, three months since since that happened, um, and it, does it change your future outlook of what what the Amua family looks like for a foreseeable time? You know, it's a really good question. It we we actually did not have to pivot in that the work that we do as an organization with children and families um, continues um, as continues uh, in the same ways. What we had to do was do much more of mm -hmm. it. And, you know, it, it's, it, you know, I've said to people that have asked me a similar question, you know, I'm like uh, that, you know, I, we were already busy as an organization like yeah. <laughs> we we didn't have extra time in our days and um but what's happened is now we just work seven days a week and go you know all all the time there's just so much to respond to 
it is starting to level off a little bit because you said it's been about three months. You know, we, you respond in a crisis. And this is true whether, you know, this is Maui's version of like a 9-11, right? Or a Katrina. You know, these these disasters, these incidences, these horrific things that are happening across our globe that impact humanity, um, they're not exclusive to us here on Maui, this incident, these kinds of terrible tragedies. Unfortunately, we can see them taking place around the world. You know, we can think about what's happening in the Ukraine and how, how has that impacted children and families and children being able to go to school there and now Israel and other things. You know, we're not, these kinds of things are happening in our world and they're happening around us. And I think what it's challenging us as a humanity to do is how we respond to people and how we respond is with selflessness. We give of ourselves, our time, our energy. Marnie, mm -hmm. who's, you know, sitting here next to me, you know, every day out at the relief centers, distributing food and clothing and essential items to people. You, you, you do as a community what you need to do to build each other up. You know, the one thing I will say about those first few weeks after the fires is that what was refreshing was that there were there was not a lot of talk about our differences and mm -hmm. our the things that make us different from each other or separate us from each other um the them and the us and the we and the they you know it all became about pulling together for everybody people giving up homes and spaces in their homes that they might not have before people helping out with cars and transportation people helping children and families and giving of their food and making meals till all hours of the night and distributing thousands of meals and buying water bottles and diapers and breast pumps for anybody who needed it i mean everybody on this community got involved to support our community that's what community is and so as horrific as this situation is and many of the others in the world maybe in a small way what they're trying to teach us is that this is how we should be living our lives anyway right Oof. is supporting yeah. each other yeah. you know you asked about aloha and what it means yeah he just described aloha that is what you saw in action here after those fires is everybody coming together and loving each other and coming together and whether you knew them or not or were part of the story or were impacted or not. It was just everyone coming together in an incredible movement of support and without any type of, of you know, any type of resistance. It was just get, whether it was people getting on their jet skis and going from the North Shore all the way to the other side, towing in support. I mean, it was just everything, just everybody just dropped everything and jumped in to help the people that were impacted. Aloha, just as much of a word that it is, it's also an action. Oh, yeah. yeah. Live, yeah. live aloha, right? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. What, I guess, I mean, I Dean, I Dean, for you, what is... What... From the, you know, from our Hawaiian cultural perspective, you know, I, I want to be careful that we don't, there is a tendency to take a word like aloha and mm -hmm. make it mean kind of what we want it to mean for mm -hmm. any given situation. And it is a demonstrable action type of word. But I want to boil it down. Like we talked about imua meaning to move forward. Uh, the, the most significant part of the word aloha is ha. 
those last two letters that ha, which means breath and specifically breath of life. And wow. when we say, and when we give aloha, we are giving life back to each other. Um, and that's what, you know, keeps us moving. We, without breath, we are nothing without breath. We have no life without breath. We don't exist. And so that is the true essence of aloha. Without it, we don't exist. Without it, we don't have life. Um, and so uh, I just want to honor what that really is, because that is really what we're doing when we're supporting each other, right, is we're giving each other the gift of life. Um, and, um, and we're sharing that with each other back and forth. So it, you know, it's, it's, easy to make that word into something that sounds good to, uh, for tourism, right? <laughs> the, the Aloha state, you know, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to just, I want to just honor what that really means and what that is. I know you wanted to talk about um, how tourism comes back to Hawaii, to Maui um, after that kind of uh, situation. And I think that's part of it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, so one of the the parts of um, that is an incredible honor is being invited to be an ambassador for Petalamua and uh, and I want to transition to that like of of if you're coming to the island or you're um, wanting to and a way to give back through Petalamua. Um, so Marnie, when when is Petalamua? What can they expect from that experience, especially doing West Maui Loop and and going past Lahaina? Do we have anything? special planned uh for for that side of the island when we do that that course um and and yeah when is it how how can they sign up all of that um or if they are not able to come how can they support um well there's there's lots of ways to support but I'll, I'll address the event itself um the event's on december 2nd it is it starts at seven in the morning from where we are now which is mua's discovery garden and it is a 60 mile or 100 kilometer ride. And it basically loops the West Maui Loop. And it starts in Wailuku and it goes out by Lahaina and then around the backside. And as the one of the things that we'll be doing is offering a way for people to make a stop and place a lay along the bypass there where it overlooks Lahaina on their ride and doing a quick honoring if they if they choose if they so choose to do that and the significance about pedal is the fact that it does support Dreamamua which at this time is more significant than any other because you can imagine how many children are in crisis and who have lost homes and family members or friends of theirs have had to leave the island. Um, so it is a huge adjustment for all these families that have been impacted. And this year, there are lots of opportunities and ways to give. You can support, you can actually sponsor a dream. Um, we have different levels that help there. Um, there is, we're working with Grand Fondo to, to bring in the international community so if you're a Grand Fondo member, you'll hear more about what we're doing. Um, but the race itself is, is, it's incredible to see these athletes get out there 
as you know, I think you're joining us, right? Yep, um, I will be there. It's incredible yep. to see these athletes and and how they empower the rest of our family members. And then our families um, will come and be cheering them as they come back. And their family members will be here joining in on with us. And um, what they can do is if they go on discoveremua.com, it'll show a link. And then also just to remember, it's a ride. It is not a race. So it is, they should take their time. They should take care of their health. There's also an option to do a shorter version of it. Um, also check, follow us on social media because we'll have lots of announcements happening. And uh, discover, it's at Discover Amua on Instagram and Facebook. There's also uh, at Petalimua if you want to yeah. just follow the event specifically. Oh, very cool. Yeah at Padalimua um, on Instagram and Facebook. And for the, it'll be in the description of the podcast, but Amua is spelled I-M-U-A. So yes. Discover Amua is the, the website, discoveramua.com, as well as their Instagram handle, I-M-U-A. Yeah. So I want to make sure uh, people know how to spell that. So it sounds sounds like an epic um, an epic adventure. I've I've had the opportunity to do the West Maui Loop a couple times, and it is it. I understand why it's a, a top ten ride by Bicycle Magazine. It is out of this world. Um, so if you are planning on being on island around that time uh, on December second, or um, are looking to to do a trip, definitely add um the the pedal amua to to your list of things to do um on december 2nd um we're uh, also like kind of transitioning into that and this is this is a conversation for me as well of of one thing that's really important to me is making sure if you are going to uh, to island um you're doing it in the right way and um, as a as a howley <laughs> from off island, uh, it, it's important to make sure that that we're doing it the right way. And especially right now with everything going on, there's a lot of mixed messages that we hear on the continent, uh, continental U.S. So it's really important to really dive in of like how how especially now um, are we one are we are we invited to come and then two how do we do it the right way um, if we do decide to come. Yeah, I think that definitely Maui wants um, our visitor community to return. Um, you know, aside from a crisis of fire and loss, um, you know, that has also, the ripple effect of that has been an economic crisis um, to the island as well. And so um, coming and supporting the island uh, really helps our local economy and it which in turn then helps families with jobs and healthcare and things that they need right it's it, it the ripple goes in different directions right um i think that when people to answer your question about how to come i think it's always just with graciousness right mm -hmm. which is i think how any tourist should approach any culture and visit any particular culture it's a, a graciousness of wanting to know more wanting to learn more and um and and wanting to help and give back where they can. Um, and that can be in the, the smallest of ways and the largest of ways. You know, I, I think of people that, I, I call it conscious tourism, right? You go someplace with this consciousness of the community and the space and the culture that you're in. Some people travel to parts of the world where they can help dig wells or support that. 
um, so that there's clean water. And some people travel to parts of the world, right, where they can support education or music or education for women, right? Um, and I think that uh, now Maui's sort of become one of these destination places where you can go and you can also support and um, and and support a community that's 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 grieving, um, but also uh, that needs our support. So mm -hmm. um, by coming, you're actually you're you are actually helping. What would be your recommendations for people coming to Maui, like the local things to do versus the touristy things to do, so you can you can really support those people who have been affected? Yeah, well, I want to say it's it's important to note, you know. Um, Maui is a big island, and uh, Lahaina is a, a town, a beautifully significant historic whaling town that was on the island. But um, if you're coming to visit the island, we have Kanapali, we have Napili, we have Honokawai, we have Makawa, which is our Paniolo town, we have Paia on the North Shore, which takes you to Haiku, which takes you to Hana. Um, we have Wailuku, where we are in the historic district of Wailuku, where there's Iao Valley and the Imua Discovery Garden. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's Kihei and Wailea and Makena. So there is no limit of things to still do and explore and experience here on the island. Um, so yeah there's still lots and you know ma'alaya is the harbor that is still taking people out on whale watching tours the whales are vibrant and alive during um pedal imua so the cyclists you know have to be careful not to get distracted by the whales jumping yep so that's, that's true that is it true. is true it's actually true. especially yeah. december that's that's yeah. when the whales are coming back for for calving right is it when they yeah. well they come have back their in wait so baby whales baby whales yeah so oh i would whales. lose my mind they <laughs> yeah. they if i'm if i'm correct they mate up by alaska right and then they mm -hmm. swim all the way back down to uh maui between um between maui uh malakai and lanai because it's like a shallow exactly. there um yep. so well Wait, and the babies swim that whole way no 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 so oh, they, they okay. have they the babies they birth yeah. in maui um the humpback yeah. whales right they do yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible to see, and like you'll if you're ever driving like over to the Lahaina area, or you're on that highway, or you're in Kihei, and you're like looking out to Molokai, you can like sometimes just see like these little baby whales, and you're like, oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, the they poly, yeah, we call it the poly. Yeah, yeah, they they grow yeah. up there or get big, and then they swim back to Alaska in the summer. So it's pretty. That's a long journey. Big. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, yeah, um, it is cool. So uh, one question that we do for our team when on the podcast, when people are coming to Lincoln for Gravel Worlds, is we ask, uh, we have our team say something um, to do, something to see, and something to eat. If you were mm. telling somebody, what what are your three? Something to do, something to see, and something to eat that you have to sure. do when you're when you're there. Okay, I'll start. Do you, you think I would? Go to the top of Haleakala, to the summit, mm. the volcano, and watch the sunrise. That's Ooh, a definitely yes. something to do. Um, something... Make a reservation. You, yeah, yeah, they'll sell out very, very fast. Very, very fast. Um, <laughs> that will also give you the something to see, which is the sunrise, like you've never yes. seen it before. Mm. And um, something to eat. Actually, when you're... Uh, 
I could go on and on about this because it's like my favorite <laughs> subject is something to eat, right? But I, we could change the po- we could change the yeah. whole podcast and go on because you could. Fine with that. You I could. have a list of my favorite taco joints on the on all the islands, so like I have them ranked. So yeah, we, we could change the whole podcast if we want. Yeah, and I have to be careful because we have a lot of food vendors that sponsor our events and things, right? So I don't want to, like single them. But I will say that there is one adventure if you're actually going up to Haleakala to the summit, um, coming back down when you pass Maui Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, at Tedeschi area, there is a, a guy who has a food truck called Bully's Burgers. I mean, the the burgers are so... Actually, we stopped there with our friend um, Connor. Connor, right? But yeah. um, it was one of his ride shops. But the, I mean, the cows are grazing all around the the food truck. So the meat is that fresh, you know, like it's like, That's so you know, cool. uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a burger. I'm not gonna lie. It's just a burger, but it's really like on the side of the road on Haleakala overlooking the South of Maui and the ocean. And, um, that for some reason it makes it probably the best burger you'll, you'll ever have. So there you it's go. It's all Something about that view, you know? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And speaking of Connor, we actually, um, we recorded it out of order. So we actually just got done recording his podcast and he's going to be on in two weeks. So yeah. we talk about oh, nice. him oh, and great. how he raised a ton of money for you guys. Uh, so not to spoil the spoiler alert, but in two weeks we'll have Connor O'Brien's podcast coming out too. Who's nice. uh, oh, cool. an awesome ambassador for the Amua family. Yeah. All right. So Marty, yes. what's your thing to do, thing to see and oh, thing to eat? Oh my goodness. Well, I think first of all, I was going to say, you know, it, it's interesting, like when when we talk about tourist sites here, because everybody goes, I'm going to Maui, I'm going to the beach. To me, my favorite things here to do are hike. I mean, I love being out in the water because the water is so warm and it's beautiful. And I love that. Um, I'm not going to give away my secret places because I can't Ooh, okay. do that. But, okay. Gotta um, keep those. <laughs> we can talk later when you're here. <laughs> but um, if anybody comes to do Petalimua, we'll tell you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there the, it is. The, the, the price is. of admission. <laughs> the price of admission. Yeah. Um, Good sales pitch. That was great. <laughs> um, but I love the hiking here. Being out in nature um, is is incredible here, and there's just a lot of people don't know that. And so that's really special and it's magical and it's beautiful and it's dense. And, you know, I've been on hikes where people are like, I forgot that I was in Hawaii. I thought it was in Northern California. It can be really incredibly green and lush and, and absolutely beautiful. Um, one of my favorite things about Maui is that of the 13 microclimates that are considered on the planet 13, we have 11. So, yeah. You know, you can literally, I mean, other than like hitting the slo- ski slopes, you can pretty much experience everything, which is amazing to have that on one small little island. Um, well, once or twice a year, you could hop over to the big island and go, go skiing could. over there. Yeah. Because they get, they get snow on top of it. Well, sometimes Haleakala and, and gets snow too. we've had it too. at Haleakala too. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, I so... think last, last winter, didn't you guys get like almost a foot or like 10 inches of snow up at the we top? Did. It was like something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm we don't have so lifts and ski Hawaii slopes right yet, but you know. Yeah, but the, um, <laughs> it would it'd be very, very few used uh, ski lifts for sure. Yeah. Um, as far as as my favorite food is sushi, and there's just some really magical, great sushi restaurants here. But the other thing is, is that we have, and we were actually having this discussion last night. We have a lot of top chefs here who have opened food trucks, so 
My go-to are the food trucks. And I know the Mexican restaurant that you're talking to, talking about, and we are confirming them for breakfast on the morning of Petalamua. So as soon as we have that confirmation, we will uh, make an announcement. I agree with you. I'm an addict of... uh, of them as well. <laughs> oh, maybe See, I can say it. Thai tacos. <laughs> it's Thai tacos. Thai tacos, man. Tacos. Oh, man. It's the best. Gonna, it's the first gonna... thing that we when we get off the plane because it's right. Yeah. It's pretty close to the airport. So we just go straight over. Right. Uh, it's, I'm gonna let, it's at the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let them know that they just they have to do it now because they've been plugged. That's right. Uh, no, has been dropped. I I can't get in trouble because I'm not I'm not they're not sponsoring me. So I that's a yeah. unbiased plug. <laughs> my right. Um, to go back a little bit, this was an interesting mm. conversation we had the first time we had a conversation a couple weeks ago, um, specifically about respecting the beaches if you come mm. and this the the. Sp- how special beaches are to um, the people of Hawaii. Can you kind of dive into that of how, um, like you said, like people just go and hang out on the beach, but you need to be respectful as well when you're there. Um, So can you kind of dive into the importance of just the being good on the beach, like being a good person and tourist on the beaches if you go? Well, you know, I I think this is a planetary discussion, right? Like it doesn't apply to just Hawaii, but you know, all of our water systems in the world, but, you know, um, keep it clean. You know, anything you bring to the beach, bring out with you. Don't let any litter or trash remain behind that might find itself in the ocean. We on Maui or in Hawaii now, there's a law that you have to wear uh, a reef safe sunscreen. Um, so that's always available here on the islands. Um, so that the sunscreen as it comes off your body in the ocean, isn't destroying the reefs. Um, you know, just, uh, I, you know, there are places where there will be seals sunbathing on the beach and, you know, you don't go up and take lay, try and lay with them and take a selfie. Uh, they don't like it. Um, turtles or honus, when they come up on the beach, you know, you don't go and knock on their shells. You let them be, they're protected and, um, actually you will get in trouble if you do that with the seals or the turtles. And, um, and, and more importantly, you know, um, you'll you'll definitely upset the local community if they yeah. see you disturbing the animals in that way, right? So all I call wildlife. You want to respect them. This is their place. It's their home. It's where they lay their eggs. It's where they nest. It's where they, you know, um, it, all of those things. So you just want to give them their space to be able to do that. And, um, and also people, right? So, you know, our, we're, our beaches are different here. They're not like... Um, I've been to some states where, you know, like when you look across the miles of beach, it's just like umbrellas as far as you can see, right? Um, ours are not like that. They're much more spacious and um, families will spend the day at the beach and um, they may set up a tent and, you know, have a family day at the beach. And so, you know, you um, people interact and um, and share and they're communal on the beach and, you um, everyone just again it's just that treating each other and the aina as we call it the land with uh, with aloha um and yeah and leaving places in a better shape than when you when you found them and i think jason you're also referring to part of a conversation we had before which is that for the beaches like what a lot of people don't realize is that the ocean and the beaches are considered sacred and a respite and a place for connection for the local Hawaiians. 
And so we, you know, you wouldn't naturally think that as a visitor coming here, but I think that that has really come to the forefront as a result of the tragedy. And so a lot of the families and the people come, the people living here are going there and doing like family gatherings and, and, and that it's really a place for them to find solace. And so it's just coming with respect and understanding, you know, it is like what Dean said is like this tragedy was like nine 11 for New York. Right. So it's, it's when you're coming here, understand that this has happened and just be patient and understanding of the situation. Um, and when you see local families down there to, to come with an open heart and kindness. And then the only other animal I wanted to add to that, because a lot of times people get really excited about the, the whales is, um, when you're out there with the whales, it's very tempting to follow them or chase them. Um, just don't do it. It's not safe, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, um, and enjoy them and let them come to you. And it's the same with the turtles and, and the seals, you know, don't, don't go up to them, let them enjoy the, let them enjoy the serenity of their home as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really good, um, yeah. Don't not chasing the, the wildlife in the, in the ocean or just in general, the, <laughs> yeah. the you know, the, the nanes too, like don't, the don't nan- chase, yeah, or exactly. even the cats, <laughs> the cats too, and the, the, t- <laughs> the chickens, like, uh, just being respectful of nature. But yeah, if you, if you're out snorkeling, they'll, they'll come up to you and you just float they there. Will. Like, don't touch them. Don't reach out. Um, they'll, don't worry. Like you're going to see a lot of beautiful things out there. So thanks. Thanks for mentioning that part as well. Jason and I have had a lot of conversations because I've asked him like, you know, there is somewhat of a, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but you know, there is kind of a culture in the continental United States of like, well, it's very divided. You either like feel very like, you know, fine going to Hawaii or there's a lot of people who are against it and say you shouldn't do that because it's native land and all that goes with that um but I talked to Jason (laughs) a lot about this a lot and he's like we every beach we go to we pick up trash we only go to local places we you know we don't try to be the tourists we try to give back to the land as much as we can thank you yeah 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 (laughs) You know, I would um, love, but you know, I, I just want to say, like, I, I don't, we don't want to paint a overly cautionary tale. You know, mm-hmm. we also have built some beautiful resorts and places for people mm-hmm. to come and visit, and um, you know, so it is part of the fabric of Hawaii for sure. You know, we used to have a sugarcane industry; we don't anymore. We used to have a pineapple industry. We don't anymore. There's lots of industries, you know, that uh, Hawaii used to base its economy on, and those have over the years gone away. So the the economy that supports our island t- at this moment today is tourism. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't want to convey a message of like, you know, that it's not wanted, it's not welcome. It is what it is what we build our economy on. So everyone that has a job here is impacted by that industry. There's just, I think, a consciousness that comes with doing it um, a right way and a wrong way, yeah. right? But that's true when Americans go to France and it's true if you go to Portugal and it's true yep. if you go yep. anywhere else, right? Yeah. Um, you know, um, there is a right way and a wrong way to be a part of any culture, you know? 
Cool. Um, the last thing I wanted to just uh, also mention, um, another venture that I'm doing, uh, working with you while I'm there, is the yeah. Holly, what I'm calling Holly Holly Climb for Good, um, and hopefully raise uh, several more thousand dollars for um, the the Dream Amua program. So sometime after the week after um, Pedal Amua, I'm I'm gonna attempt Haleakala, which is the longest paved climb in the world. Um, and I already have a pledge mm-hmm. it uh, set up to where you can donate per foot that I climb, or you can just make a general donation that'll go to you all. Um, and it, it's already been awesome. The, the support that you all are, are giving to, um, you know, make sure media coverage is there when I do that and everything. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you, a massive thank you for involving uh, me and letting Gravel Worlds run an aid station for pedal and as well as uh, raising some uh, some money afterwards as well. So it's been um, an honor Dude, to, want to thank, for you guys. We're thanking you. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're the one who's going to sweat. He's going to torture himself. Are you kidding? <laughs> we're happy to support. I'll be, I'll be at that Bully's Burger Station just like bowing down while you, while you push on by up that hill. Like, you know. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I could so, join you. No. Just have one yeah. ready on the way. Once I get to the top, I'll be there in like 20 minutes. So uh, on the yeah, way yeah. down. Yeah. So. Exactly. You, just, so have one, you just let uh, us know what you like and we'll we'll toss it right to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a couple really exciting things that we're not ready to announce yet when this podcast comes out, but um, there's going to be some really awesome incentives some, from some of Gravel World sponsors. Um, you can win some awesome, awesome prizes uh, for every $50 that you donate to uh, the Climb for Good. Uh, potentially even winning a bike, uh, a very nice uh, high-end bike. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you, if you look at that, we're going to have links, uh, once this comes out in the gravel worlds, uh, link tree on Instagram, if you want to donate, you can donate there. Um, so really, really excited very, very soon. We're going to have more information coming about how you can, uh, raise some money, more money. And those, all those links will be in our Instagram. So, um, keep an eye out See what on a good Instagram and everything. <laughs> what? See, you're the epitome you, you of the are. perfect tourist exactly <laughs> oh. yep. that is the greatest compliment i've ever received in my- that's that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means a lot please so, come yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and so I mean, we are all, very it's all without saying that of course all of this pedalimua uh what you're doing the climb for good um, what Connor has done for us, this, you know, we, we can, we can smile and joke and have some fun with it, but it does some serious good for some children who seriously need it. And, yeah. and that's the bottom line. And in that way, that is really the aloha that we were talking about. Right. Oh, I love it. Oh man. So good. <laughs> well, this is, this happens more than you would ever. I, I know you're new to our podcast, but it, this happens so often where we just end up complimenting each other for like 15 minutes oh, yeah. and just goes back and forth and nothing. I've learned to just have to like take it and then like, all right, thank you. Thank you. And then <laughs> you say nice things back. But um, <laughs> seriously, um, I am uh, beyond excited to get to come. And if you are interested, uh, like I've said a couple times, if you're already going to be on Maui on December 2nd, uh, look at renting a bike. There's a lot of great places that you can rent a bike lo- from a local bike shop, or you can fly mm-hmm. in with one. Uh, you can buy a bike bag or fl- um, fly in with your bike uh, to Island. 
Uh, that is on December 2nd. So uh, you can yes. Google Pedal Amua or go to discoveramua.com to sign up. So yes. definitely, absolutely, definitely yeah. do that. Um, we're going to have a couple, uh, Connor's going to be back who uh, he got second at Gravel World's Long Voyage this year. Yeah. I'm going to be there. And I think I've got a couple friends that are really close on the edge of signing up. Uh, Gravel Worlds uh, is going to be running an aid station. Uh, I think it's the first aid station, right? Uh, right is. before yeah. we really get into mm -hmm. the thick of it um, on the on the west side of Maui. So we're really excited for that. Um, I do need to give a shout out to Goo, who is has already sent us uh, a bunch of goos for that checkpoint. Uh, and for my my climb, so thank you so much to Goo, as well as Lauf Cycles, who's going to be supporting me while I'm there on the bike side of things, as well as Panaracer uh, supplying tires. So I've uh, got some really good sponsors that have my back and are able to help do some good things. So um, any other thing? Um, when is Paddle Amua, the other event that you guys do? When is that mm. one? It, it's it's in July each year. July, okay. um, which is the best. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of happens. There's a number of events and races that happen around that time. Maui to Molokai, uh, Molokai to Oahu, Padalimua. These are some of the, the biggest internationally known events um, that take place here in Hawaii. We're really proud that Padalimua has become notable amongst those um, events. And so athletes will come from around the world to participate in that. It's a multidisciplinary event. Um, and so that means, you know, whatever your ocean sport is, um, you can participate in Paddle Emua. And so that happens in July. When you go to discoveremua.com and you click mm -hmm. on the events, you'll be able to go down and see the different um, events that occur like that for participation. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're welcome to do them all. Just come spend the year here and do them all. <laughs> just, just move there, Jason. Oh, don't. Yeah, I, it's, it's on the list. We already talked about it off camera with them. I'm... That's yeah. the life. That's the life goal. That's that's the life you goal. You can do so, gravel world from here. Oh, I've I every gravel road I I saw, especially on Kauai. There's way more gravel on Kauai. It's like yeah. Aloha gravel. Like I like <laughs> gravel Aloha. Whatever it is, like well, let's do something. Or if we do gravel, Amua gravel, let's do it. Like we'll do something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll be <laughs> make sure like I'm the first call because I'll I'll make it happen. So, but did you say there's a paddle from Molokai to Oahu? Mm -hmm. There is to go back. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. like sixty miles? Or that's a long ways, isn't it? It's it's a long treacherous channel. Yes. Yeah. You want to know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. I when you said that, I was like, hold up, like that's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're looking you know, at it those, on the map. Yeah. Those paddlers who do that would sooner do that than bike up Haleakala. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. It's, it's right? a different kind so, of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's right? so true. It's all relative. It's all, all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, normally, we ask you at the end, what does the gravel family mean to you? But I think we're going to ask it a little bit different because you're, you're new to gravel. Um, but before we go, again, I just want to say thank you so much to the two of you and all the people in the Amua family that are doing great things for for kids um, in in Maui. Uh, excuse me, in Maui County, um, it's it, it truly takes people with hearts like you to to make a difference in this world. And I hope you feel and see that you're doing that. Especially, you're talking working seven days a week right now um, to to help other people in need. Like, I hope you feel 
as a, as special and powerful as you are because that's that's a massive difference that you all are making so um thank you for doing that you guys are way more valuable and important than i think you think you are so thank you guys so much mm. for that thank you jason uh, but before we go, Sophia always has one last question that's yeah. slightly different. It's a little different. It's a little different. So it's been so nice getting to know you guys. And I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, I am moving to Tennessee on the weekend of the of the ride. Yeah, so I'm going, not able to. You're moving the wrong direction. I know. The complete opposite <laughs> direction. But um, I do have this one last question. So what does the Amua family mean to you guys? Wow. Um the to play a part in helping any child is such a huge honor i mean not to coin something that might sound cliche but you know i believe that children are the future and yes. if you <laughs> teach them well you can let them lead the way and um and it it, it as beautiful as it sounds, it's it's fundamentally the most true thing in the world, right? right. Um, all of us will rely on the generation that follows us to carry us. And investing in a child is investing in the future. It's funny, as you say that, I think for the first time, we're hearing kids in the background. Yeah. For, they must have just started to show up. I think it's like 9 a.m. there. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Beautiful timing. But uh, what yeah. about you, Marnie? What about you, Marnie? Oh, God, I have to follow Dean. Um... We can edit it. We can put you, can in, edit front it in, the edit. you in front. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, there, there's nothing more magical than seeing the smile on a child's face. I mean, there's just, there, there's nothing more beautiful or magical than that. And having the honor to be able to bring those moments in time to children and the joy that you see in their face. Um, one of, one of, one of the events that I do here is called dream. How uh, sorry is called, um, cakey Halloween cakey meaning child. And, um, when they walk in and they see the garden, discover Mua, the garden that we have here, it's it's simply magical. We we're doing so many things in the community. We're we have a, a store that we've been giving out Halloween and toy costumes, and you just see that that glimmer in their eyes, you know. And so the idea that we can bring them, lift them up, help them become more adventurous human beings empower them in the events and the therapies that we're doing when you see a child that's struggling and they work with our therapist and all of a sudden they learn tools on how to communicate or to interact and then you hear them giggle that's it it's beautiful oh man being someone who has such a passion for kids as well, that was a really good answer. I, I really like that oh, one. Oh, thanks. She, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Mahalo again to, uh, for the time this morning. Uh, afternoon for us, morning for you all. Yeah. Um, but thank you all so much for your time. Uh, it's I'm so excited to uh, help you guys out in a very small way for all that you guys do uh, when I'm when we're there. And again, if you if you're interested and getting signed up, go to discoveramua.com. That's I-M-U-A.com. So thank you all again so much for your time. Uh, I'm so excited to be out there and be with you guys. Thanks. Thank you. You too. I'm Sophia. I'm Jason. I'm Dean. I'm Marnie. 
And this has been another episode of the Gravel Family Podcast. We will see you next time.